Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. I think before we move on, RJ, we should just touch upon the other injuries and get these out of the way. Vikings tight end Irv Smith is is dealing with injuries, and then Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. The T.Y. Hilton injury, uh, as you noted in, in your notes that I see here, it's a disc issue. That is not a recipe for someone that is going to be ready to return, I think, in this calendar year, uh, in my opinion. So Frank Reich, Indianapolis head coach, uh, Indianapolis Colts head coach, said on T.Y. Hilton's injury, it was a disc issue. So that's a complicated issue. This all of the rest of the statement it sounds horrible, Pete. More meetings, more evaluation to come, more opinions to come. He will miss some games. We don't know exactly how many. We're optimistic it's not season ending. Um, whoa, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> like, it's so bad. And uh, I, I have something here on this too, but like, because so we look at these quarterbacks and like these new situations, and then we're trying to always figure out, well, who's going to have the better season. Right. And at the end of the year, you're like, well, this guy succeeded. This guy completely failed. I mean, you look at this receiving core in Indianapolis, T Y Hilton, Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal. Paris Campbell. Now you take Hilton out of it and you you don't really know what you have there. And then meanwhile, you go to Carolina where Sam Darnold is getting his new opportunity and he's got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who is the number one connection of his career. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Terrace Marshall in that mix. You have the best damn running back in the whole league to dump it off if none of those guys are open. And then we're at the end of the season. We're going to say, oh, Carson Wentz was not able to figure it out. Look at these situations. You know what I mean? And this just gets worse and worse, in my opinion, for Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz needs the type of situation that Sam Darnold has, and he does not. And so um, I, you, you think about quicksand, you think about dominoes and things like that. Where do you end up? I understand the Frank Reich connection, but I feel for Carson Wentz here because this is a tough group of skill position players. Not to say that Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell can't break out. But you're going to need them to break out. We have not seen any of these guys as consistent number ones before. And uh, look, I'm not a Carson Wentz guy, but this is a tough, tough situation that he's in. I feel bad, but they've brought it upon themselves because the Carson Wentz thing they brought upon themselves. Now, the injury thing wasn't 100% predictable, although you could certainly argue it was definitely predictable because of who Carson Wentz is. The Quentin Nelson thing truly is just kind of piling on. But the T.Y. thing, I mean, I I feel badly for T.Y. He's been a fun player for a long time. I feel bad for Frank Reich. I feel bad for the fans. But this was kind of predictable that T.Y. like – 
Wow, what a shocker that T.Y. Hilton was not a reliable answer for you at wide receiver. We talked about this on all of the shows here at the network throughout the offseason. Why did the Colts not go after Kenny Galladay? Allen Robinson didn't hit free agency. Why did the Colts not even go after Sammy Watkins? You know what I mean? Like, like what a shocker that bringing back T.Y. Hilton was not enough for any quarterback, let alone one, to your point, Pete, who needs a little bit of extracurricular help. I mean, I feel badly, but they made this bed themselves. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.